up, y'all? Welcome to the ColorCast Podcast, the show where we discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. One of the few shows that emphasizes diversity. I'm here with my boys, Joe. What up? Gerardo. Hey. And Jackson. What up, what up? We're excited for this week. We're talking about Joker. Not so, the Joker. Joker. <laughs> Joker, there is no the. And 2019's we're kinda, Joker. Right? 2019's Joaquin Phoenix Joker. We're just going to get right into it. All right. So so what did you like about the movie, Jackson? Um, I liked Joaquin Phoenix's um, consistency throughout the whole film. It was, it was great from top to finish. Okay, so how would you compare the performance between... Heath and Joaquin, which is oh like, which gosh. is a, it's a heavy loaded question <laughs> it in is. itself, and it's almost not fair. You, you know, I think that um, in the movie, uh, The Dark Knight, the Joker was more of a, of like a looming presence over everything, and you really didn't get to spend too much time with him. But in in Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, you really spend like the whole movie with him, except for for a key scene at the end. Yeah, and I don't think you can base someone's art on a different movie. I think those are two different things and as a character you don't want to base it off the same thing and have the same opinions on the same I mean let's talk about Jared for instance I mean if we really want to go that far but you know it's it's because Dark Knight and Joker are such different interpretations Mm -hmm. of what Gotham is I mean Joker is Joker with Joaquin is so much more of an origin story and so much more focused on the creation of who the Joker is. And like Gerardo said in Dark Knight, Joker was more of a looming presence. Yeah. So it's okay. it's different. I definitely feel that. And I mean, right. like, Heath Ledger's Joker was in a Batman movie and mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix had a whole movie dedicated to this character. Absolutely. But Jared's Joker well, was in Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> no. Played him. Forget Jared Lowe. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm sure people like him, but I'm personally not a fan. Anyway, um, like I was saying, like, Joaquin had a whole movie dedicated to this guy. And I'm sure back in what, like, the early 2000s is when Heath got cast as, uh, as the Joker, right? And from what I heard, there was a bunch of out, like, you know, outrage, like, people mm. were just not having it. Mm. And um, I remember that time people were yeah. legitimately and that's upset. not that's not even when bad. social media was hot. Like, uh, could yeah. you imagine like if Absolutely. if social media was big like back in the day, like people would yeah. not be having Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, and I like that's why I'm saying like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. I'm gonna still fall behind that one over Joaquin's just because if you watch any of any other of Heath Ledger's movies, like. I'm gonna pull up uh, uh, a Knight's Tale, and then you watch his performance in that versus the Dark Knight. It's like, okay, where did where did this Dark Knight performance come from? You know, and then with Joaquin's performance, it's like you kind of expected him to do fantastic, you know. So I feel you. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel you. There was a surprisingly low amount of backlash for Joaquin Phoenix being cast, like almost like a Absolutely. Marvel level on opposite of backlash. Absolutely. I mean, Marvel Everyone immediately fell behind it. But, but also he was on screen 
almost what 90% of the time I mean that probably alone more. Yeah, probably <laughs> more probably the whole film I think there was one scene I was talking to Gerardo about that he wasn't in yeah, the, Wayne's was die. the Wayne yeah the, the origin story which was probably my favorite mm-hmm. out of any of the origin stories but he was on screen that entire time that just proves to you how much he really developed that character and made it just really come out and right. it, it just it was really shown yeah I definitely think it's a completely different character um, at the beginning and at the end. At the beginning, you know, you you feel bad for him. Uh, he's almost like childlike, and by the end, he's a he's a crazy cult leader. Uh, what I did appreciate though about him being like the leader was that he um he didn't really believe in the revolution that he kind of started, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> like he just the most Joker thing ever is that he he didn't care. He just liked the attention. He did it because it was what he wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's the Joker. That's what you it know was. what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> All right, so John, so you brought up uh, Gotham earlier. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that Gotham is portrayed in this movie? If you look at all like the Batman's previous to this, from like the Tim Burton ones way back in the day to like the George Clooney ones, that's very like animated kind of Gotham, very colorful Gotham. Mm-hmm. And you look at this one with Joaquin. And they mention how like trash is like it's a city of trash. Trash and, and super rats. Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> like this city is really run down, and they kind of focus on like the poor aspect of it, and how there's such a disconnect between the rich and the poor with Thomas Wayne and with with Joker. So um, Gotham is just it's a very dark Gotham in Joker, and. Uh, that, that, that's what I enjoy. It's, it's a very realistic uh, take. The, yeah, I was going to say the realistic take was very, very well done mm-hmm. in this movie. And, they, I mean, they talked about it, and it was very, very well done. Yeah, I think that the, uh, the realism in this one was a... a it, for me, it was like in between the, the Tim Burton one, which was really animated, and Very. Gotham was literally like its own character almost in that Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then compare that to the Christopher Nolan one, where Gotham is a little more, it just feels like Chicago. Yeah, it's more like a city. Detroit. It just feels like Absolutely. a city, you know? Yeah. Uh, we won't even talk about Justice League. <laughs> like, oh. but, uh, I can't even remember uh, Gotham and Justice League. Exactly. <laughs> it was across the bay from Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know what I appreciated about this one? And it was uh, it was it was right down the middle, you know. Gotham um, was it, it, it was a presence, but but it wasn't um, o- overbearing. You, but you did feel just nasty being being there. <laughs> That's the thing about the the whole movie. I feel like it was uh, you knew it was about the Joker, and the the Waynes are just kind of just sprinkled in there, like they're there. You know yeah. what I mean? But they it's not like a main focus in the story, which is what I thought that they did. Fantastically. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that this movie is almost an origin story for like uh, for the Gotham that Batman knows. You, you know, like uh, yeah, like all the Arkham games, everything. Gotham has this vibe, no matter how different it looks. There's this energy right. about it, especially in the Arkham games, where you really get to explore it. Uh, in, the, in the third one, um, you really feel like the energy that Gotham gives off, and um, this movie feels like the birth of that it feels like everything was leading up to that and now this is the the gotham where batman fights random thugs on the street and mm-hmm. there's random henchmen to all these criminals it, it it just lays the groundwork for for all the criminals too and it really it gives you reason why these characters do what they do 
almost in a way. It, right. It's just like the the more trashy everything is. I mean, it, you watch this film and you see how trashy these people are. I mean, and, and it's so realistic. It's not fake trashy. It's so realistic. Right. That it humanizes these characters, it really and, does. and that's what Joaquin did with Joker. He like humanized Joker. So it's most people kind of empathize with him becoming Joker. Yeah, and we can tie that in with it. Absolutely. Too. Yeah, what, what do you guys think about a potential for a sequel or maybe, you know, we know that the Matt Reeves Batman is probably going to be set in the 90s, which would make Joaquin Phoenix's Joker not that old. Like, What, what do you guys think about that? I, I, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. It would add a lot of continuity to DC, which mm-hmm. I feel they're lacking right now. There's not so much consistency yeah. with, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And I, I, I don't think this should be just an origin story that's sprinkled into DC. Yeah. It should be something they, I would love a sequel to build. Yeah, and I don't think it even has to have him in the film that much. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, he was in the film for so long. (laughs) Yes, you do need him in the film. We want him in the film, that's what I'm saying. Right, right. But you don't need him in that much. You know, I mean, you sprinkle him in, and I mean, he can create the worst of chaos. I mean, we, we know that, and it's... Sure, and um, honestly, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I don't know how you guys feel about it. It makes a I great mean, opposite to Joaquin. It's oh, it I'm is hyped. It is. <laughs> I, I wasn't, but I, I mean, can't wait. Have you guys seen Good no. Time? Actually, no, and yeah. I was about to. I was about to just yeah. touch on that. Is honestly, I haven't seen Robert Pattinson in anything besides oh. Twilight, and I wasn't a fan of Twilight to begin <laughs> oh my with. Gosh. But I mean, I might. We might have to watch like Lighthouse or something. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Good time, I, I haven't even posted a trailer for Lighthouse on on the page, but it looks insane. Yeah. Uh-huh. Getting early Oscars buzz, and so yeah, this could be the movie. Uh, that we judge Robert Pattinson's uh, performance as Batman on Lighthouse. Okay, so something else I kind of want to touch on is the score of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> don't laugh, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> the original soundtrack too. Uh, the original soundtrack and yeah, the score. Like uh, just from the start of the movie, where also this is going to be kind of a spoiler review. If you haven't noticed by now. Keep that in mind. (laughs) Uh, When he's chasing down these kids and they decide to chase him to an alley and they just beat the fuck out of him with his fucking sign. And he's just laying there on the floor. If you listen to the the score right there, it's super dark, super heavy. And then it just throws in the title card. And it's the title card is just big, right in front of your face. It's just this, yeah, Joker, just heavy ass music. You already know what you're about to get yourself into. Right. Just from the music and Joaquin's just laying there on the floor, like he's like just down and out. It's, it's, it's pretty sad Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. It is. I'd like to kind of compare that with, and maybe it's not the same movie, but it, Two, chapter two. Right. They they had the whole, and this is a spoiler too, but they had the whole whooping ass of those two, you know, gay men. Mm-hmm. But they had, and then and a couple seconds later, they had it. But and then it was it chapter two, but it had nothing to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. But this movie, Joker. I mean, those few seconds alone just tied in so well, and it makes right. so much sense. Right. Yeah. Every single thing felt really meticulous and well tied mm-hmm. together. Like you mm-hmm. said, it didn't feel all scrambled or, 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 you know, put together sloppily. Like, everything was there for a reason. That shot was there for that piece of music. Everything mm-hmm. had a purpose. Everything yep. had a purpose, you know? Um, 
that's what I, I really appreciated about the, the whole movie and the score. Like Definitely. when uh, the, the big moment, you know, you know, we all know the big Joker moment. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Dresses up, goes yeah, down yeah, the stairs. Yeah. Oh. John got in trouble for recording that in the movie theater. I got in trouble. Oh, yeah. Threatened some kids. Just, come on. Oh my god. <laughs> pulling up the rock and roll part two. Oh yeah. Pivotal. I mean. Pivotal. You know, honestly, this, I, I didn't expect... just iconic. <laughs> I didn't expect that song. I expected something like the Frank Sinatra sending the clowns. I expected right. something like Frank Sinatra, That's Life. Uh, that, that, you know, the song from the trailer, The Smile. You know, mm-hmm. That yeah. whole, you know, I expected... Because that one's very kind of dark and descri- yeah, yeah, descriptive. But, but it was, you know... Yeah. Right, No, right. you will never think about that song the same ever again. Never. Because <laughs> there, there were just some parts of the song, like the lyrics... Um, Fuck, hold on. <laughs> now, gentlemen, real quick, for those listeners who are not familiar with what a score is, Gerardo and Joe, could you just briefly describe what a score is and what a soundtrack is, what the sure. difference is? I'm sure okay, there are people so, who don't understand. Mm-hmm. I would say the score, and you know, describing this probably can be not sound so great, but anyway, the score of the film is like that, that orchestra-sounding music that is played kind of in the background of the scene. Got it. And then it's like the it's like the original compositions made for it. Um, okay. Where where you get a, a a composer to come in, they compose the music. You know your John Williams, you know the, the, those type of guys. Like on some Star Wars type. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Exactly. Got it. A soundtrack or an original soundtrack is a music that was like a lot most of the time pre-existing. Um, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like that has its soundtrack and has its score really well defined. You know, you got all the pop songs for the soundtrack. Right. Yep, yep. You got the score with all the orchestral scenes and everything. Okay, got it. Right. So in terms of soundtrack, for example, uh, you had that scene, the song that was playing in the background where he was walking down the stairs. That's, mm-hmm. that's someone else's song. And then when at the end of the movie, when he's... Uh, I'm assuming in Arkham. He's got to be in Arkham, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. White Room by Cream. That's, that song was playing in the background. <laughs> like, pretty crazy choices for the last couple... Definitely. Last 20 minutes of the film. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. 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 All right, so I got to talk about it. It's a little heavy, but there's been a little bit of debate, but I just want to talk about it with you guys. The mental health aspect of Joker. Mm. How he... Now, I read that this was inspired by like a silent film back in the day from a man who can never stop smiling. I love how they tied it into... Because one thing about the Joker that fans always look for is the laugh. Mm-hmm. What they did in this was they made the laugh like a medical condition. Ugh. And how they... He... Spoiler alert. How he handed the card to a woman on the bus because he could not stop laughing because he laughs uncontrollably. So... I mean, I, I just I love how it wasn't just him laughing maniacally. It, it is in fact a mental issue, and that kind of leads to him becoming Joker. So, yeah, 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 yeah. and if you even look up articles on this, like walking Phoenix, like that's a real medical condition. Like, right, people yeah. just it's laugh nuts. maniacally in just the worst possible situations. It hurts, <laughs> and he he spent time around these people, you know, and just to bring it back to the movie, honestly, like he had his moments where he was just kind of like laughing, like. You had his uncomfortable laugh, right? Mm-hmm. But then you had his high-pitched laugh. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I kind of want to ask you guys, like, was his uncomfortable laugh, like, uh, like, did he actually find something funny when it was his high-pitched laugh? Like, something that was actually, like, comic mm-hmm. to him? Mm-hmm. And then his other laugh was just, like, his okay. his medical condition That's laugh? Like, what do, you, what do you guys think? Well, um, was it mentioned in the movie at some point? Uh, he says that, like, it's like a... It's like a reaction, right? A reaction to extreme emotions. That's mm-hmm. what the laugh is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, 
that's the Joker. You know, anytime he feels any emotion, it's always funny to him. So, uh, you know, he kind of really accepts it towards the end. Uh, mm-hmm. at, at the end, the laugh, he doesn't choke on it anymore. He's not trying to hold yeah. it back. You see that acceptance, him, him embracing it. He's accepted it. it. Mm-hmm. And um, I do want to say, however, that... Um, what what I what I really respect the movie for is uh, it, it would have been really easy to, you know, um, justify the Joker's actions, but it really it really blurs the lines for you there because, uh, you know, like you get why he did it, but it does it, it doesn't make it right, uh, and that's really obvious in on the train scene. You know, he shoots the two guys out of self defense. The third guy wasn't a threat anymore. Chases you know? him down. Chases him down. Shoots him yeah. multiple times, and that's when you're like. Okay, that's too far. Like, Absolutely, you know, and, and that's what the movie kept kept doing really well. Yeah. It's just showing that. Yeah, and, and just showing what taking away these medical programs and these you know these these cutting programs the cutting the funding fundings for these programs is going to do, and you know why why push away from it when you, you can just hit it on the nail, and I, I think that's what this movie did, and it didn't back away from anything. And yes, it was rated R. It's you know, day. like it was yeah. rated R. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you expect from it? And people yeah. are going and raging about it because it does affect and it does push the boundaries well well i mean it it, it started the conversation like you know what i mean like um that's the whole thing it it, it made people scared but it got them talking you know yeah. and like the media is just sensationalizing this this they idea are absolutely that they really really want want something to happen it feels Definitely. like they are hoping for, yeah. for something and, it, and it's like uh you know that's what the movie's kind of uh kind of about how like you know we're just looking for that it, it's more so beating them to the punch if that makes sense it, it, it's not so much encouraging any kind of behavior like that because as Gerardo said earlier clearly what he's doing is is not right no yeah I mean bringing it back to you know the scene with Murray and Joker I mean he, mm-hmm. Murray says yes there are terrible people out there but there are also really beautiful people out there too mm-hmm. you know and and I think that line that scene alone <laughs> really defines mental illness in my opinion I mean I was talking to Gerardo about it right after the film it, it just hit every every point that that film tied into is like a, right. a great conclusion yeah, right, it, to the it, film it's like even even if someone's mentally ill we have to help them before they do something and right. that that's the whole you know there's just a series of a bunch of people's bad decisions led to the Joker being made and all this chaos and, happening in the city and you that know? doesn't give right. them justice but at the same time, we're, uh, that's what they're trying to highlight. highlight exactly. Right. It's one of those things where you, you are a product of your environment, but you're not bound by it. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think Joker was a win for DC. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really like this route they're going. Apparently, they, they might continue doing it where they make all these... Um, Stand quote unquote standalone movies, mm-hmm. you know, until they make enough money to not be standalone. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm okay with them doing a lot more um, low budget character studies like the Joker. I feel like uh, that's a good direction. Even Shazam was more of a character study, yeah, lower budget than, than the rest of their movies, you know. Yeah, it, it delves deeper into the character rather than giving us a kind of spectacle of a huge superhero collaboration. Definitely. Yeah, you not, know? Not, the Infinity Saga is over, like, you know, that's like a bookend to like an era of movies, and I feel feel like we're never going to see again. Yeah. Pe- people are ready for, uh, you know, more and more character driven. Even even Endgame was like kind of this. this, this I want to say the start of a big blockbuster character driven movie. You know, you well, like, even Infinity 
Infinity War. I mean, yeah. it was all about Thanos, basically. Like, I mean, yeah. So I, I hope that uh, DC uh, keep it up. Oh yeah, we'll we're, we're hoping for a big win for uh, for <laughs> Warner Brothers. I don't, keep it going. I don't think uh, DC or Warner Brothers has had a win like this, honestly, since the Nolan trilogy. Seriously, not yeah. A, not like, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, definitely, man. Like, not, not I, I'm so happy for yeah. him for this one. <laughs> the Joker does. This is what DC films need. To that do. is what the Joker will do. Well, gentlemen, this is the first episode. First one in the books. This is the first of many. Um, it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, we're going to bring you guys more next time. Next time, we're actually going to talk about streaming services. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have so much. The future. So much, the future. Plus. <laughs> I mean, Amazon Prime. To think that just a decade ago, these were not popping, and now it's a way of life. So Peacock, one, two, three videos. <laughs> the list goes on. So next time, we're going to discuss streaming services, Bull Incorporated miniseries, things like that. Um, and that's about it. So thank you for listening to the ColorCast podcast. Follow us on the gram, and we will see you soon, guys. Peace. We out.